This is the Cosplay for Christ podcast. I'm Jess, your host, and I'm here to encourage and strengthen Christians in the cosplay world, to speak truth in love, to embolden fellow believers, to live proudly, showing the love of Jesus Christ in their circles, and practical tips and tricks for my cosplayers out there. All right, come on, let's do this. Where am I? Who am I? And what is going on? What in the world is going on? <laughs> if you have asked those three questions in a row, that you're one of three things. You either, one, had a really, really rough or good night. Take your pick. You have small children in your home who are relentless in letting you not sleep. Or <laughs> you uh, just started a new video game, <laughs> right? I think all three of those scenarios, you ask those three questions of where are you, who are you, and what in the world is going on with your life right now? What is happening? <laughs> well, I was thinking this morning about the word identity. And so many of us, especially us cosplayers, We love to present ourselves with a new look, a new identity. You know, superheroes have a secret identity where they play, you know, a normal guy, normal girl, daily life, doing work, going, doing the normal things. But then their other life is going and fighting crime, their superhero They're crazy aliens with powers, whatever, but they live a double life. And, you know, it makes me think of growing up. I lived a double life growing up and my identity was two different things. My identity was what people saw me as and what I thought I was. And when you're younger, and as you get older, even as older people, <laughs> us us middle-aged people, even us deal with this. But I, I know like as we grow up, we have a tendency to allow things to be put on us in a way, like a, like a sticky note that says, hello, my name is, and then you fill in the blank. And sometimes you fill out that name tag and sometimes others fill out that name tag. I would say that growing up, I was very shy. I I was a shy girl, but I loved theater. And so I usually just kind of hid in the corners and let my more exuberant, more outgoing family members take center stage. And that was fine for me. I remember getting called Jess the mess quite a bit because I could not keep a clean room to save my life. As I got older, some other labels that I like to put on myself that other people didn't was that I was dirty or I was no use to anyone, that no one cared about me. I wasn't loved. That's labels I put on myself. Unloved, unworthy, a nuisance, someone who got in the way. Sometimes people put stuff on us, too. We get called all sorts of names growing up. And they say 
Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Well, sometimes words do hurt. And sometimes those words, if repeated enough over and over again, become stigmatized in our mind as maybe this is who I am. If someone tells me something that I am this way, then maybe that is, maybe they're right. Maybe they're seeing something I don't. I do know that with cosplay, it's so one, it's so fun. But with cosplay, we have a tendency to be able to disguise ourselves, disguise our true boring selves, some might say, to these fantastical characters. You know, we pick these characters, at least I do. I pick them because I admire characteristics about them. There's things in the characters I cosplay that I I admire. Or they have, you know, different characters have humor, wit, some are strong, some are uh, just sassy and funny, and some are sexy, and some are just really into justice. And those are characteristics that I like to see in these characters that I play. And so when, you know, you put on that costume, it's, it's so fun to forget who you were who you are, and embody that character, right? That's what we do as cosplayers. For some of us, though, it is a way of disguising who we really are. And I've heard many times that people say they feel like they can be their real self when they put on a costume. And for those of us who claim that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, for us Christians... If you feel more at ease in a costume than you do your own skin, then you might have had some labels put on you, some identities put on you that are not actually true. And you probably need to evaluate what those are and take off the ones that are not yours. So if we look at the Bible, the Bible has a lot to say about who we are as Christians and who we claim to be. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.9, it says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. So y'all were prince and princesses, royal priesthood, okay? A holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And in Psalm 139:14 it says I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know this very well. If you read that whole Psalm 139, it's a whole lovely scripture that David is is saying to God and he's pouring out his heart and he's telling him, "You knew me. You knew me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. You knew what I was to do. You knew the works. You had the knowledge before I even, you knew my, my lifespan before I even existed. And then he was also confiding in God. He's like, I have these enemies and they're, and they're wicked and I, and I hate them. And, but I know that you are good God. And I know that you made me and you made me for your good work. And one Psalm 139 is so cool because it kind of runs the gamut of his emotions. But what David does is he goes back to the core. He goes back to the foundation of his identity, which is that Christ formed him. God of the universe made him intentionally. 
He was formed and he knew him. And God had purpose for him. And we can take that and we could apply it to ourselves. God formed us. He made us intentionally and he chose us to do a good work for him. Just like we talked about last time in Ephesians 2.10, where he said that we are his workmanship. Like he created us, you know, he, he formed us and he made us, he crafted us. Um, if you think of like clay, you know, and you're, if you're working, man, <laughs> if you're working with clay, how, how many of you have worked with clay? Raise your hands. Um, I remember the first time I worked with clay was making my Maz Kanata from Star Wars. Uh, I was, I was going to make a facial prosthetic out of liquid latex and I was making the clay face of Maz. So I, I had a form of my face already and I was just globbing clay on there. And then I had plastiline clay that I used. And so you, it has, it's an oil base, so you don't have to keep it wet like uh, the regular clay does. That's a water base. So it doesn't dry out. So you can manipulate the clay and it, it loosens, it loosens, it, it gets softer and more malleable, and then you can move it and shape it however you want. And Maz's face is pretty wrinkly and, and it's got some big old crevices to match my crevices in my face. <laughs> She's got a whole girl needs some bag cream. If you know what I mean, some under eye dark circle, something or other. She's, she's got it bad, but she is over a thousand years old. So, you know, girl looks good for her age <laughs> anyway. So, you know, you take that clay and you mold it just like God formed us and molded us the way he wanted us to be. Right. So he's the creator. We're the created and we are created by the God of the universe who made us in his own image. And the Bible says in Genesis that it says that we were created in the image of God in Genesis 1:27 says, so God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. So God made us straight up like nothing else made you. God made you. So if you have that foundation of that one, we're a chosen race, we're a royal priesthood, that we're wonderfully and fearfully made, that God, he has intention for us, that God is intentional with creating us, then you start to realize that some of this stuff that gets put on you doesn't really match up with what the Bible says that you are. So that label I had of that you're not worth anything that you're worthless. Well, in 1 Corinthians 6, 20 says, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. So my feeling of worthlessness, it God would not buy me if I was worth nothing. It said he, I was bought at a high price for that feeling of no one cares for me. In Isaiah 43, 4, says, other were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. You know, in Galatians 3, 26, and then in 29, it says, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So we're all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And that goes further down to say, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed heirs according to the promise. What's the promise? The promise, if you go back to Abraham in the Bible, I think it's back in Genesis, 
God told him that he was going to have a nation, that his offspring would be more numerous than the stars, and he would bless them, and he would be their God, and they would be his people. And he gave Abraham all these promises for his offspring and for his future. And when we are grafted in to the body of Christ, we become, through adoption, heirs of the throne. And the heirs of Abraham's seed, which was the promises that God gave us. So all these promises that you find in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, those are for you. In Jeremiah, where it says in 29.11, everyone loves that. Everyone loves that scripture. For I know the plans for you to prosper you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So God's promise is a future and a hope. Well, he's telling Jeremiah this in the middle of the invasion of the Babylonians. Um, Daniel was actually, the book of Daniel was happening around this time too. So a bunch of Israelites were taken as slaves and Jerusalem is like up in fires and stuff. And God tells uh, Jeremiah that, hey, you're going to be in bondage for 70 years. (laughs) But then he tells him, you're going to be in bondage, but guess what? I'm going to give you a future and hope because my plans for you are good and not evil. And so that's a promise that we have to know and hold on to as those who love Jesus. And so when we go back to these identities and stuff, if you scratch off all the junk that had been put on you from your childhood, from your teenage years, from your early adult years, if you're old like me, your middle age, things that people put on you that wasn't truth, you got to scrap all that crap for real. (laughs) Get it gone. Say bye-bye because your foundation is in Christ. Your foundation and what your identity and your, what you are, your worth is through the God of the universe. So it kind of shifts your understanding and it kind of shifts your thought process of who am I? Well, I'm a daughter of the most high king. I I am royalty. Now, I don't say that arrogantly. I say that actually humbly because holy cow, God saved me from the fire <laughs> straight up. Like if I did not choose Christ, I, I would probably be dead right now. I probably would have killed myself back when I was 14 and tried to commit suicide. I would have believed the lies that I was being labeled as, as unworthy, worthless, full of shame, that no one would want me, no one would love me, that I am just not worth people's breath. I believed those lies. I believed them so strongly that I tried to take my own life. And I'll tell you what, God rescued me out of that. My attempt failed, thank God. And unfortunately, I hid it because that was my double life that I would live. I lived a certain way that no one saw but God. And then the other half is what I publicly showed, which was, I'm happy. I am having a good time. Everything's fine. But deep down, I was just decaying because I didn't know who I was. And I will probably share my testimony at another time, but God brought me out of a 25-year addiction back in uh, 2015. And the freedom of coming out of that and really truly being grounded and knowing that he loves me so much and that he died for me and that he wants me 
to not be in bondage was so, oh, y'all, so freeing, such a cool thing. And I have to go back to then, okay, so 2015, I had been cosplaying for a couple years at that point before I was really, really understood who I was. And so a lot of my I, trying to fill that gap and fill that hole of who I am and who I want to be, because boring me was just, you know, just a mom, just a, just a stay-at-home mom who had kids who, you know, cleaned the house. Um, and to me, that wasn't exciting or fun. And so I wanted to make something exciting and fun out of, out of my hands. You know, I wanted to create something, a new life, a new, a new, new thing that looked cooler than what I thought I was. And so when I put on that Commander Shepard costume and I got all those compliments, I felt like I was that strong woman. I felt like I was that commanding officer who, you know, saved the world from the Reapers. <laughs> you know, when I put on my Tuthiana costume and everyone said how pretty it was and how cool the feathers looked and everyone wanted their picture with me, I felt like I had the joy of that character. She's so happy and so joyful and it was easy to smile and just act that part. But deep down, I wasn't fully engaged in knowing that joy and love that God had for me, that I didn't need to put on this costume to embody that feeling. I actually had that feeling already. God put that in me because that's what he spoke over me. God loved me. He It says in Job 33, 26 says, then man prays to God and he accepts him. He sees his face with a shout of joy and he restores to this man his righteousness. And when I got restored back in 2015, I received that joy that I was missing. But that joy was actually from God that he put in me from the beginning because he knew he knew when he formed Jess, he knew the trials I was going to go through. But he said, I'm going to be with you through those trials and I'm going to make it for good and not evil. The The enemy plan for evil, I will make for good. And so as we as cosplayers sort through, who are we? You know, I would recommend you have a moment with God and just say, hey, God, is there labels or identities that have been put on me or that I put on myself that is false, that you didn't put on me, that isn't true. And, you know, God will reveal those to you and you can just pray for God to remove those. Just say, God, in the name of Jesus, remove them from me. And if we humble ourselves and if there's stuff that we put on ourselves because we like to promote ourselves, we like to puff ourselves up. Sometimes I know I do <laughs> like to make ourselves bigger than we are, you know, that selfishness, that pride, you know, we can, we can confess to God, say, God, please forgive me of putting you under my own ambitions. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he will forgive us of our sins. And it's, it's really that easy <laughs> y'all. And, and really, you know, to truly have a heart change to repent means to, to turn around, to do a 180. So if you're headed in one direction and you repent, that means you have d pivoted 
and turned and you were going the opposite direction from where you were going. Repentance is going back, going back to where you needed to go when you got off course. And I know when we put on costumes of characters that we love, it is not a sin to put on a costume of a character we love because we admire the characteristics they have. Please understand me. I don't want you to think that I'm saying that. That's not true. But that heart issue, that that who we are, if we're not grounded in our knowledge of who we are in Christ as Christian cosplayers, then it's going to be really easy for us to get lost into the identities of made-up fictional characters that do not exist, that are not real. And we just have to be careful with that because when we start identifying more with fictional things that are not real and we lose sight of what is real, then we can fall into deception. And that's a very, very real thing. And when we stop hearing the truth, we can get pulled into all sorts of crazy things. And it's a way of knowing who you are that helmet of salvation that it talks about in Ephesians 6, putting on that helmet of salvation to protect your mind from thoughts that are not of God. So where am I? Who am I? What the heck is going on? I still don't really know what's going on in this world. Um, Where am I though? And who am I? I know that I'm <laughs> I'm here, Midwest America. I'm in my house, in my closet. <laughs> but where am I? Where am I? I am doing what I'm supposed to do. Where are you? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you are you getting all those extra points to build up for a really cool engraved elfin armor set? <laughs> Or are you actually like using your skills that God gave you and the identity he gave you to do what he's called you to do? Hmm. I don't know. That's a question you got to answer yourself. And if you don't know what you're doing, well, ask God. He's great at giving you insight because he has knowledge that we don't, right? And I'll end with this. After we wake up in our unknown world. We don't know who we are, where we're at, what the heck's going on. Bombs are flying. People are yelling at you. They're telling you, grab that gun in the corner and follow me. And then you get that tutorial that try to shows you how to use your controller to, to get on going. You know, <laughs> once you get past that part and you figure out as you go through the game, you're making choices. Most games have a bar of like, are you going to be sarcastic? <laughs> Are you going to be a good? Are you going to be Paragon? Are you going to be Renegade? Are you going to take the the light side? Are you going to be the dark side? You know, are you going to be the sassy side if you're a hawk in in Dragon Age 2? Yes, I was the sassy hawk. I love sassy hawk. She was hilarious. Anyway, are you going to be the good-willed, good-natured choices that, you know, from Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn? You know, are you going to take that rock as a little kid and throw it at the kid? Or are you going to put that rock down and just walk away? And when we choose wrong, you know, we can restart that level, right? It's called repentance. We can restart it. 
you mess up, you, you accidentally killed yourself by one of those stupid machine things that rammed into you and shot you with their laser eye, you know, you can restart the game. And by restarting means repenting. You repent, say, God, I'm sorry, I messed up. And he wipes the slate clean and we get to start over. It's a really cool deal, yo. And that doesn't mean that we keep trying to mess up. We're, we're people. We're human. We're going to mess up. But God gives us that ability to, to repent, to start over, reset the game, and pick up where we left off and make a better choice, right? And so today, let's remember that God loves us. He made us. We are loved, sought for, covered. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are chosen by God and created in his image. John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give it to you. That's a big deal. God loves us so much, y'all. and so. Knowing who we are means that we can conquer the day. We can conquer the bad attitudes of our families or the weeds in the, in the front beds that we got to pull or the bills that we have to pay or this crazy world that we are in that is literally getting flipped upside down. Our foundation and identity is in Christ and therefore we can do all things through him, right? Yes. We all say yes. Okay. Y'all, I love you. Thank you for listening. Again, if you need to reach out with any prayer requests or want to reach me, DM me on Instagram at cosplay the number four Christ or my website cosplay the number four Christ.com. Go on, be blessed, know who you are in Christ, take ground for the kingdom, right? Yes. Okay. Love y'all. Take care.